Welcome, podcast listeners. It's so good to be here with you today. I am Pastor Megan, and I'm here with... Pastor Steve. And... I'm Pastor Brandon. Hi. Hi, and guess what? What? Christ is risen. Everybody, Christ is risen indeed. Pastor Pastor Brandon, no. What? not, Not quite yet. Oh, nuts. I know. It's tough. We want to skip to the ending because we know the ending, but uh, we've got some parts of the story yeah. to get to first. Okay. So I was just hungry for some good news. Oh, my goodness. Aren't we all? And it's yeah. coming. It's coming. Oh, We're going to get there. Okay. Um, but first, let's get, the, let's get the rest of the story first. And that's kind of our practice here anyway, to catch folks up on, on how we got to mm-hmm. this Sunday's uh, set of readings. So... Uh, Pastor Brandon, mm-hmm. you preached on Palm Sunday. Uh, where did we leave off on Palm Sunday? Wonderful. Well, we had a triumphal entry. Mm, yes. Palm branches. Yeah, Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead. So presumably people, uh, word of his power over death is spreading. And now people are kind of following him into Jerusalem where he enters on a donkey. And then they're, re- you know, with the palm branches, Hosanna, Hosanna. And uh, almost like they're expecting him to save them. Um, from the Roman Empire, perhaps, mm. and, and lead lead an army and uh, return the Jewish people to power again. And then also on um, on Palm Sunday, we ended with the people's disappointment that he didn't do that and that he was arrested and went on trial before Pilate and was handed over to be crucified. That's a that's a lot of whiplash. It on is. One day. And in between there, he talks a lot that's with his true. disciples because you know we've talked about this. It's kind of the Minnesota goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got six stages. That's what um, that's what my Bible calls. I saw it. a video about that one. Right. Yeah. My Bible calls it the Minnesota goodbye. That's the that's the heading. Yeah. Uh, for those you know three four chapters of of. Of red text, yeah, yeah the yeah. the Norwegian Bible. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was Palm Sunday, but but there's but there's more because it is Holy Week. Mm-hmm. There are some big events that come mm-hmm. between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. and f- for me at least, I, I do think they're so important to hear because otherwise it's really easy to hear Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord on Palm Sunday, and Alleluia, Christ is risen on Easter Sunday, and and not hear. The hard and the challenging mm. and the the conflicting in between, and so Pastor Steve, speaking of the in between, speak of the in between a bit for us. Uh, yeah. We had Maundy Thursday in here between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. Yep. Uh, tell us about Maundy Thursday, which my husband refuses to refer to re- refer to as anything other than Monday Thursday because <laughs> he knows how bananas pants it makes me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I'll get to the word Monday in just a second. Oh, but yeah. um, for for those of you who follow along on our Sunday worship services, um, we follow the narrative lectionary. And it's kind of perplexing when we are in John because they throw the crucifixion story like onto ahead. the week Ugh. that is traditionally the tri- uh, Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry. And why do you do that, you ask? Well, I don't know, but I have a suspicion. It's because a lot of people don't come to church during Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they want to get the crucifixion in there before you come back because there's a really important thing. Easter doesn't mean anything without the crucifixion. Mm. Right. But you're going to talk about that. So here's Thursday. Um, if we're, so we're in the Gospel of John, 
And what's important to remember is that, first of all, chapter 12 is the triumphal entry. And then chapter 13 of John, we come to a supper. But what's really interesting about the Gospel of John is it doesn't, there is no words of institution. He doesn't say, this is my body, this is my blood. He does that way back in John chapter 6. We've talked about that before. But what we do get from this scene is a couple really important parts of our words of institution. First of all, in John, in this supper that Jesus has, and this is not a Passover meal, by the way. This happens a few days before Passover. Um, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And we talked about that already, and it's really important stuff. But we get that from John's story. And second thing is that um, this is a story where we really hear about Judas Iscariot betraying Jesus. He does that in other Gospels too, but that happens in the Gospel of John. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. Um, but here's why it's called Maundy Thursday, because Maundy is uh, from the Latin word that means command. And the big highlight of John's version of this story is Jesus says, and this is my commandment, that you love one another. And that's what the foot washing is to show about love. And so that is, um, that's Maundy Thursday from John. Yeah. Yeah. So on Maundy Thursday, you know, on the, on the night in which he was betrayed, we hear about God's great love for us in Jesus. We hear about service. We hear about giving of self. Uh, here at Easter, we're going to celebrate First communion at two services. Uh, so students who want to start receiving communion, uh, that's the night on which we're going to do it. Because at least in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that's the night in which our Lord institutes his supper. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Wow. Incredible stuff on Monday, Thursday. Um, and then we also have uh, the next day, Good Friday, which... Um, as many people like to make another joke, which is, well, what's good about it? It's mm -hmm. the day that, that Jesus dies. But I think what's good about it is exactly what you said, Pastor Steve, which is that there is not Easter without Good Friday. This is the day in which God's love for us goes all the way to death itself, goes all the way to the ends of of sin, death, and devil, and, and everything that plagues us uh, to show us exactly how far God will go for us. So I, I hope uh, Good Friday is a, a service you can be a part of too, listeners, because I think hard as it may be, uh, somewhere between work and school schedules and just how heavy that day is, uh, it's just, it's worth it. It's so vital. So Good Friday, and then we have that Saturday of just... Holy Saturday. Waiting. The in-between time. The in-between mm. time. The time outside of time. The scariest, darkest days uh, day of the disciples' lives. Can you imagine? The only thing you know is that your leader has been murdered, and you're probably wanted to. Mm -hmm. And you got to stay put. It's it's Sabbath. It's around a holiday. Uh, you got you can't really go out too much and do too much anyway. So. Hiding out feels like a pretty good move, um, but you still got to finalize the burial of your loved one. There's still a little bit of work yet to do, which brings us to our reading for Easter Sunday. Pastor Brandon, there's more than a few verses, mm -hmm. but it's a good story. Yeah. Would you read for us John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18? I would love to. Oh, thank you. 
early on the first day of the week. While it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood, weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Christ is risen. Oh, he is Christ risen, is risen indeed. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. my goodness. It's... I, so first of all, friends, if you are hearing Pastor Brandon read this story and you're going, wait a minute, that's not the version I remember. Um, just remember, as we've been talking about throughout the Gospel of John, that, that each gospel has just a little different perspective on the events of the life of Jesus. And so even the way that the resurrection story is recounted sometimes has a few different details in it. Which one is right? As always, the answer is yes. So so we're just going to look at John. We're not going to say, well, you know, in Matthew it says, no, 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 no. We're just going to look at John. We're just going to look at John. And frankly, it's such a beautiful story that I don't mind just sitting here in the story. Um, Pastor Steve, just first reaction. What's something that jumps out at you when you heard the story today? Oh, man, so many things. Mm. Uh, you know, each gospel, as you said, is a, a theological portrait of Jesus. And John has been talking all along about relationships and about um, the role of women in his life. Mm. And so two things that pop out at me. First of all is this is a garden tomb and Jesus calls her woman. And a lot of theologians have reflected on this as there's this man and this woman in a garden. Oh, I've legitimately never heard <laughs> that take. Oh, woman, woman. And this mm. is like the birth. Mm. This is like let's try Eden over again, shall yeah. we? Interesting. And but then but then the second thing is, he says, "Don't hold on to me, because I have to ascend to my Father." 
And like, what does that actually mean? So many different things it could mean, but we, we want to hold on to the things that we know. Mm. But Jesus is saying, there's a new thing happening and you're going to have to let go of the me that you have come to love. Because I'm convinced that Jesus and Mary were very, very close throughout their entire life or throughout at least his adult ministry. And like she wants her friend back. She wants to follow Rabuni, this teacher who has, you know, leading this nonviolent resistance against the empire and showing them the way of, of life and equality. And he's like, yeah, but it's going to get better. But you have to let go of that. And that is terrifying. So that's that's where I'm going to stop for mm. now. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff though, and there's lots to chew on there. Pastor Brandon, mm. what are you, what are you thinking about? What what did you hear today? Well, eventually I'm thinking about you know grief, but mm. I was I I it's not lost on me that there's a foot race, you know, after Mary reports to the, <laughs> these two disciples, and I think you know either the, runner or farmer is right? what we're going to yeah. get. <laughs> the, the second disciple isn't named; it's just the the one whom Jesus loved, and I think Jesus loved that disciple um, because that disciple was fast. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, reaches the tomb first. So I get lost in the de- lost in the details. Who who peeked in? Who did that? But uh, today, especially, it's the linen wrappings that yeah. that they're kind of on their own. And what's interesting to me about this is. Previously, Lazarus had been raised from the dead, and it was the community's job to unbind him. Lazarus couldn't unwrap himself after being raised from the dead. But, you know, Caroline Lewis's commentary on the Gospel of John points out time and time again that in John's Gospel, it's it's almost like Jesus is in control. He picks his own donkey. Um, he he goes into, in, into town. He defends himself, but, you know, not really defends himself in front of Pilate. And then, is it possible that? Jesus unwraps himself um, from these yeah. burial garments, right? Um, which would, would, you know, she said, uh, Caroline Lewis says, you know, that's, this is what he came to do. So yeah. um, if, if he's been, had power and control all along, I guess it wouldn't, it wouldn't be outlandish to think he's, he's kind of in there hanging out, taking I, those off himself. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if a, a man has indeed defeated death, uh, for the sake of all humanity, mm. I think it's pretty easy for me to say, yeah, maybe he also unwrapped himself from his burial shrouds. I mean, why not? Yeah, not not <laughs> as important to what the story means. No, but, <laughs> but an interesting <laughs> detail. And I think it's one of those times when I hear a detail like that in a story and say, why did they tell us that? Mm. You know, what what was about that detail that was important? Why is it important that we hear that, you know, there's there's a pile of things in one spot, but the thing that covered his face was rolled up on the other spot? Yeah, what's really important is that you should always make your bed before you go out for the day. Right. Yes. <laughs> that is one, yeah. one legitimate interpretation. He rolled it up nicely and neatly. <laughs> and all, all the moms in there are like, yes, yes preach make it. Make your bed. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's obviously what's what's going on here. Um, I will just I will just never not hear verse 18 um, that Mary Magdalene goes mm-hmm. to the disciples. I have seen the Lord. Um, Mary Magdalene gets the, the title of apostle to the apostles, right? Mm-hmm. That, that she's the one who first gave the good news to those who spread the good news. Um, and because I am who I am, it's a, it is a woman. And mm-hmm. so for as long as women have worked to be taken as um, 
legitimate leaders in church and ability to teach and preach in places of faith. Well, the first the first person who did that mm-hmm. was a woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I I will never I will never not hear that. Yeah. So he, I'm going to add to that because it's ooh, so cool. Ooh, ooh. Is some scholars believe that the Mary who anointed Jesus' feet is this same Mary. Sure. And she anoints him. And that's what you do to a king. But she anoints his feet and washes his feet with her hair, which is this very intimate, service-oriented type of a thing. So not only she's doing the work of a priest because only the priests anoint the king. So she is not only the first apostle, but she is the priest who anoints the king, mm-hmm. preparing him yeah. for his burial. And then she's the one who sees him risen from the dead and is the first one to proclaim, I have seen the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. The new, the, the Caesar who is the one who actually sets us free. Right. This is yeah. radical, right. in-your-face empire kind of stuff. And in, mm-hmm. and in John's gospel, Mary Magdalene comes by herself that morning. Yeah. It's just her. Mm-hmm. She's the only one with she's the guts to come serious. out of hiding and do the work that needs she's to be She's hardcore. She is hardcore, and she's the <laughs> only one. And the only reason the dudes show up is because she goes running back and goes, oh, you're going to want to see this. And then they just go fishing. Uh, yeah, they show up and they go, yeah, you're right, it's empty. That's Men's weird. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I here's what grabs my attention about that is I think a lot of times in our lives we feel kind of alone in our mm. grief. Um, she's walking to the tomb by herself. What what grabs my attention is she doesn't recognize Jesus. So, <gasps> yeah. so I've got two things is, is our appearance changed in our resurrected body to oh. the point that the people who knew us well don't recognize us. Oh. But at the same time, she recognizes Jesus when he says her name. And I, I think that kind of harkens me back to, you know, John 10, when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And he says uh, in verse three, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And so I think about Mary being part of the sheepfold, Jesus calling her by name. And and I think hopefully that brings us some comfort. I'm thinking about, you know, myself, like, hey, that one day I'm going to hear my name called. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be returned to the sheepfold. That brings me some comfort. But then I also think, you know, in the midst of maybe she doesn't recognize Jesus because of all the confusion, Mm. uh, because of grief. And I think how many times is Jesus right there in front of us, but our our vision is clouded because of all these life events. Um, And then it just takes Jesus to call our name for us to remember, oh yeah, this is the risen Lord and it's going to be okay maybe. Yeah. Well, that'll... uh, Maybe. 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 Well, and do remember, you know, after John comes um, a lot of stories of a lot of struggles of Jesus's disciples and followers. So Mm -hmm. it's not like everything is sunshine and roses after that. But it is all in the light of the empty tomb and God conquering death for us and, and God's great love made known for us in the life and teaching and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And oh, friends, friends, that'll preach. So (laughs) with that, everyone, um, may there be many Holy Week blessings to you 
and may your heart be ready to hear the good news of Easter Sunday. Uh, we're so grateful to walk this journey with you, uh, and we're so glad to have you here at the Carry On Cast, which is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise up to meet you.